So this is Christmas, fellas. Christmas on 30 <laughs> rack. Ho, ho, ho. Yuletide greetings and whatnot. <laughs> Josh, the mastermind of this show, what, what exactly are we doing? What kind of journey are we taking the listeners on in this show? Uh, we're taking a journey that many Ohioans, I think, have taken before. A trip from uh, 71 all the way up. We're going to Ohio's North Pole. We'll start in Cincinnati. I've been there before. Travel up the interstate and go to a wonderful little place known as Cleveland. Uh, Along the way, we'll enjoy many uh, Christmas ales. And at the end, we'll do a little who you got on what our best Christmas ale was during this journey. Um, And we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss the Great Lakes Christmas ale. That is not one of the beverages that Uh each of us... Greg, what the hell? I got a little, got a little surprise yeah, for you. Yeah, he threw a little surprise in the Cleveland. A little, Chris, a little Christmas curveball for you. <laughs> we'll talk about the granddaddy that started them all still along this journey as well. We'll also be talking our favorite sports moments from 2020, if there are any. Are you saying there's none for you, Josh? I uh, mean, it's been a rough year. It, I it's mean, been a rough year. <laughs> maybe, you know what, the fact that uh, he didn't have to worry about any of his teams disappointing him during that, that few month layoff was probably a little little nice. Nice right. little reset right. for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll reset. We'll go into twenty twenty. But today on Dirty Rack, we're gonna enjoy some Christmas ales. Decide what is our Christmas ale of the season. And welcome into another edition of Thirty Rack of Sports, our special Christmas edition of Thirty Rack of Sports. Are we allowed to say Christmas, guys? Holiday edition, uh, yes. December-ish edition of Thirty Rack of Sports, guys. I don't know. Are there rules? Special edition. You know what? It's, it's our Christmas ale edition. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Of go. Uh, of Thirty Rack of Sports, something for maybe well, maybe not as many trips this year because small Christmas family gatherings. But you know, some uh, extra time off, maybe a little nice little bit of Thirty Rack to uh, to get you through this Christmas week. Um, of course, for our intros, myself, the talent, the uh, really the Santa Claus of this of this show, the guy who brings the joy, the Yuletide greetings, all of it. My name is Greg. The ego, the unbelievable. Ego you couldn't fit that under a tree. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more Christmas cookies, you might not be able to. <laughs> For every Santa Claus, there is a Grinch. Mm, is the yeah. Grinch of this show trying to kill Thirty Rack several times with his personal ne'er dwelling? Ne'er dwelling. Um, wow. His just hatred of fun and joy in every way possible. It's Zach. Zach, how are we doing today? First of all, I love Christmas, and I think I'm the most fun one here. To be honest with you, I he's, keep I keep it upbeat. I keep it light. Yeah, he's he's jolly, man. Showing up <laughs> jolly is showing up late to the recording today. We don't, I don't know about uh, that. So. Jolly is a Roger. I know. Hungover, mind you. Hungover. Whoa, whoa. Started early. His his Christmas joy knows no bounds, I suppose. But uh, the the guy on the ones and twos, the little drummer boy, since he's got now two wooden spoons. To play Rumpel Pum Pum on. Thanks to FCC's back to back MLS worst seasons. It's the producer, Josh. Josh, another great year low, low for blow. you in the, in the sports scene. Am low I correct? Low blow in the holidays, man. And, uh, low blow. Low blow. Called you little drummer boy. I know. On top of it all. Damn. I drum with spoons. Come on. <laughs> Come he on. had to get that in there. He had to, yeah. had to get I mean, yeah, we yeah. Had One to, last one. One last one for the holidays. Yeah. It, just, it just doesn't feel like Christmas and 30 Rack unless I'm taking shots at both of you. So. But you know what also doesn't really kind of helps make it feel like Christmas on a show like 30 Rack? Christmas ale. Some Christmas ale. And I believe we start in Cincinnati, Josh. We're going to start with your Christmas ale. Let's do it. All right, Josh. What beer are we enjoying here in Cincinnati? Looks like we got a little Rheingeist. To start our journey yeah guys for our first uh, candidate for our ale of the season i have gone with rheingeist's dad love uh, it shout out to all of the holiday dads out there uh this one is a six percenter um and what makes it a little different from other christmas ales that we might find uh it's a little hoppier mm-hmm. um it's that they call it a hoppy red ale so um it's got a uh, chinook and eldorado hops in it it's still got that that malt bill base that most of your Christmas ales will have, but it is a little hoppier, a little bit of citrus in there that sets it apart from other oh, ones. Oh, yeah. It's got a little IPA to it. Yeah. And that packaging. 
mm-hmm. second to none. As always, running guys is always clean. I, I, that's not even the best part of the can. First, <clears throat> first four words of the description: Hi, thirsty. I'm dad. <laughs> yep. Uh, nothing dad, better than a little dad better. joke. Dad mows acres of dank piney hops uphill both ways in the snow. So keep I, it up. I'll turn this can around. Oh, there are nice. a lot of good yeah. ones on there. There's a lot of good ones. Um, oh, man. But this is a good one to enjoy. Uh, I encourage everyone to pick one of these up. Enjoy it with mm-hmm. your dad. Uh, dad good. with the dad this holiday season. Their Hoppy Holiday Ale is one of my personal favorites for the holidays, and it's uh, my candidate, the Cincinnati candidate, for Ale of the Season. <laughs> Starting off hot. <laughs> stuff. I love this beer. It's, it's a good one. Time. 6% could yeah. get you through the hol- holidays. Holidays. I will say, it's someone that, you know... I don't think we've been trying around here to say that we like the IPAs and the hoppy beers. So it's got that nice hop, but it doesn't have, you know, sometimes people just like dump Christmas potpourri into the beers and they're just yeah, overspiced yeah. and everything. This yeah. has a nice little Christmassy flavor that makes you feel like you should be like, you know, sitting next to a fireplace with stockings over it while drinking it. But it's not one of those things where it's like, I just like eight dasher or something yeah, like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> eight dasher? <laughs> Not Dasher. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's got a, it's a well-balanced little bit of everything yeah. for you. So it's very enjoyable Crisp. to have on that Christmas day with the family. Yep, Brian Guy's dad, one of the staples of Christmas beer here in Cincinnati. We got our work cut out for us. And yeah, yeah, we certainly have our work cut out for us. Let's see if uh, we've gotten anything First one. up our sleeves as we make our journey northbound. All right, guys, so as we make our journey from Cincinnati up to Columbus, we're talking sports in 2020. Uh, 2020 has been a difficult year all around for a lot of people, you know, obviously with the pandemic going on, but an interesting year for sports. Uh, You know, obviously the long break, uh, you know, a lot of sports being gone from March to July, but some great sports memories, you know, in Ohio, across the nation. So we're here to talk our, our favorite sports moments of 2020. We'll start with you, Josh. Uh, difficult year at times. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, the wild card, uh, the wooden spoon, and, and Joe Burrow going down. But some good moments, too. So what would you put as your top sports moment of 2020, Josh? You know, I don't, I don't think I can... I'm sorry to bail myself out and cop out of this one, but I don't think I can pick Boo. a specific moment. <laughs> but I am going to pick two things um, that were, because like you said, rough year, especially if you're a Cincinnati sport fan, you don't really have a lot of moments to choose from this year. But I will say, two times of the year where sports were really enjoyable for me was when the Cincinnati Reds were playing some meaningful baseball late in the season. Fair. Did it work out? Not at no, all. No. Not in the least. Are we selling for some reason? Yeah. Sure. Well, six-year rebuild, baby. Yeah, do it over and <laughs> over like again. a decade. Why not? <laughs> uh, but it was fun while it, while, when it happened, uh, just like this Bearcat season, regardless of what uh, that bowl game they get. It was a fun season. Um, other thing that was fun, provided a little bit of relief when it finally came here, midweek Maction, guys. Oh, oh like, yeah. Do you remember, like, we were all coming to the end of 2020, and it was just, like, riding out on fumes. Election was still going on. Yeah. It's still going on, technically, apparently, somewhere. But there was just so much. You were just like, oh, can this year just end? And finally, there was some great relief when you could sit down on a Tuesday evening. Maction. Maction, baby. And watch four missed PATs, five <laughs> turnovers. There's nothing like it. And, uh, it makes you feel like you play. should be out there. We all watch right. these games and. You know, NFL, big time college football, and you're like, I could do it. You really couldn't. But sometimes when you watch Maction, you're like, I uh-uh. I think I could have done that. You're watching that Bowling Green game. <laughs> yeah, you're like, Wednesday I could be out there right now. Give me, I could be a Falcon. Even with my smoke, I could be out there right now. Three of 12 with two picks? Yeah, I could probably do that. I could do that. I mean, those were just uh, not necessarily moments, but times where you had a little bit of relief from sports. Yeah. Uh, something, that glorious thing that you had to get you through at the end of the day I- was back. Those were my favorite. I'm kind of shocked as you call you. You're a self-professed Bengals fan, but you know didn't mention anything about uh, Joe Burrow and the draft. No, yeah, that was kind of a last year project. You know, tanking for that and everything. And while it's great and all, <laughs> do we have it? Are we using it? No, we broke it. Well, we can't I'll... have anything nice here. <laughs> 
We can't have nice things here. I'm not going to use a Bengals I mean, thing fair, as my favorite. Fair, one. fair, You did break we it. We have to. Just like I called that. We have to run uh, Ryan Finley out there on a Monday night football I game. called this. Did I not call this beginning of the year when I made the argument of why they should sit him? Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. I'll listen to me. with my misery. I'll listen, listen to you <laughs> next time. What's, what's, tell me your favorite sports Aww. moment, Zach. You, you're a. It probably just him being right, knowing his, yeah, his vain yeah. self-centeredness. <laughs> right. I mean, there were many times I was right this year, so that feels good. Um, oh, man. Kind of similarly, there weren't a lot of good moments. Um, you know, could have had the uh, Packers in the Super Bowl. That didn't go well. Ran into that buzzsaw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, maybe it's something not directly with any of my teams. I think there were some cool sports stories. Like, I think the Sarah Fuller thing's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, with where we are today. And I've always thought, why don't they try girls out at kicker? That's definitely something. You've seen some of these girls kick? Whoa. Um, you seen some of these guys kick? No. Like, <laughs> no I'm like, I don't you know. Have you seen Randy was... Bullock kick a field goal before? <laughs> right. And then... Uh, very rarely I see him actually <laughs> kick a field goal. <laughs> and kind of playing off that, I mean, I think, you know, um, Kim Ng being uh, hired by the Miami Marlins oh, as right, a GM, yeah. first female uh, general manager in any professional sport, or at least I think the major professional sports. Um, that's cool outside the box for Derek Jeter. Never would have thought that, but um, some good pub for the Marlins too. I mean, obviously it's not like they did it for the publicity. They obviously believe she can do it, and I'm sure she can. And, and from everything that you've heard, you know, obviously you get a lot of the, you know, pat on the back first woman and everything mm. but based on her resume and what she's done oh, you know in, in different scouting and, yeah. and you know analytical departments and whatnot she seems to have as good of a resume as anyone oh, yeah. so mm -hmm. i think a lot of it comes down to less of you know just trying to get women involved is getting the most qualified person involved and she right. seems to have all of the qualifications and nothing just, of this smelled like they just that was yeah. part of the reason i mean no, and no. then you read her resume like you said and it's stacks up against anybody in baseball. I mean, she's been doing it for a long time. So I just thought those were two cool moments. Like I said, I had similar to Josh. Don't have a lot of great things that happened. This baseball season turned into an utter fizzled. Yeah. Fizzle basically. I mean, with the, the implosion of, I mean, there's things like that and like moments like that, those weeks where like baseball was really fun though, that it was just like, Oh awesome yeah. I mean, the regular season was awesome. I mean, well, Especially it was still frustrating because they couldn't hit worth a lick. But I mean, you know, the Indians, yeah. I mean, just, you know, Shane, I almost said Justin, not Justin, Shane Bieber uh, had a great regular season. But then that kind of all imploded. Then it flipped getting swept by the Yankees where they were all of a sudden hitting and then couldn't pitch to save their life. Right. Typical Cleveland. Greg, what's uh, what's uh, you, you're obviously wearing something yeah, right now well, that you could use as your moment. So you've been a little more fortunate than the rest of us. Yeah. And I think just as someone who. If people know me, know that my life kind of revolves around sporting events. So not no. having sports for a couple months was difficult. So, uh, you know, some of my great moments come just around watching opening day baseball, um, even the first football game of the year, Austin P. Central Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. That was just a fun <laughs> moment to say, hey, football's back. Something, you know. I would have thought you would have found a life, though, during those three months. <sighs> no, it was a lot of staring, a lot of watching paint dry. <laughs> Just staring at the blank TV. Uh, you know, <laughs> you can only rewatch, you know, the 2003 MLB playoffs so many times. But, um, <laughs> we're talking about this year's moments. This year's oh, moments. this year's moments. No, well, I mean, no. Well, if we're going to go this year's moments, then I would probably say a recent moment, as you uh, may have yeah. Discussed. Uh, I am wearing the championship sweatshirt from the Columbus Crew winning the MLS Cup. And as as awesome as it is, you know, for a team that you root for to to reach you know the highest point in the sport, winning the championship, I think it comes back to a you know several you know several year long just experience of being a Crew fan. And I know I started to become a bigger Crew fan when I was up there for a little while, when the Save the Crew movement started, you know, working against this guy who basically did everything that he could to try to, you know, just destroy the crew, move them, kind of, uh, you know, just implode the team with bad TV deals, terrible stadium, you know, stuff. To, stuff. Uh, well, like, making sure that you can only go through certain Misdeeds. gates mm -hmm. so that at the beginning of the games... The seats would look half empty 
even if there was a decent crowd, uh, you know, parking and everything was miserable, and then tried to cop out as far as, well, I can't get a downtown stadium, so that's why we have to move. Thankfully, lawmakers stepped up, the city stepped up, and the Haslams, who have normally brought me, you know, just sadness and disappointment being the owners of the Browns, Mm -hmm. stepped up and bought the team and have really turned it around, put some money into it. It it took a couple years, but now, you know, you're going from a team that looked almost assuredly going to move to Austin to a team now that has an MLS Cup, has a banner, has a future, and can show off that banner in their new downtown stadium that opens next year. Your Browns ostensibly basically saved the crew for two reasons. You point out the Haslams, but then you also got to point out the Modell law that went into effect yeah, right. after the Browns yeah. were moved, that the Ohio you know, Attorney General, for those who don't know, you can't just move a team in the state of Ohio. You have to offer up to sell it. Um, yeah, so what, so, it, so what it is if... Basically save them. Because uh, with all the movement, it had hurt because uh, the, you know the city had paid for Cleveland Municipal when the Browns had moved. They basically said, if you use any public funding right. for your team or stadium, then you have to give a good you have to give a good faith attempt for someone to buy. And they didn't know if it was going to hold up in court, but you know pre-court was obviously worried about it. The MLS was worried about it. So because their parking and everything and, and the area that they used for the stadium was publicly funded, they um, listened to some offers. Obviously, the Haslam stepped up, and Precourt does get his team in Austin, but at least it's not at the expense of, of the crew. So yeah. certainly a great moment, and just you know during a year of tough times where people kind of feel alone and kind of feel small. It's, it's nice to see a community that was able to do something yeah. so big and, and get yeah. the kind of payoff for it. I would argue that that moment is probably for Ohio, the sports moment of the year, just because it culminates so much led into that. And, you know, that team was almost gone. And for those that don't know, I mean, that's like the equivalent of the NFL saying to like the Packers or the Steelers, no, yeah. Hey, get out of that city. We're changing your team. You're losing your team. Columbus Crew is a charter member of the MLS and huge for the state of Ohio to keep the interstate rivalry between Columbus and Cincinnati. I mean, soccer is really huge in Ohio. This was a huge deal and a lot of teamwork from the city of Columbus Mm -hmm. to get this done. Yeah, and I think it, I mean, it shows the love of soccer in Columbus because the reason why Columbus got the team originally was, you know, MLS wanted to drum up interest and basically said, if you can get 10,000 season ticket holders, whichever city can do it the quickest, we'll get a team. And that's how the yeah. crew originally got a team back in the, in the mid-90s. So able to do that, and then when their backs were against the wall again, able to step up. I mean, tons of people, you know, even in some uncertain times as far as season tickets for next year, a bunch of people stepping up there. Once again, new stadium, uh, tons of interest in the team, and a, a team that, you know, even with some difficulties, with some uh, – Guys being out, you know, uh, on the COVID list for the playoffs and for the finals, able to get it done, which shows that it's a good team and a team that the city should be excited about for years to come. Yeah, all that work culminating into a championship, into the new era, it'll it'll be good for Columbus for a while, I think, and good for Ohio. Yeah, let us know about your uh, favorite sports moment of the year. Uh, You know, was it, um, as Zach mentioned, you know, some of the women getting involved in sports, whether it was Sarah Fuller or Kim Ng, you know, with the Marlins, uh, was it just, you know, the joy of being able to hope again in sports, as Josh said, you know, with the, with the Bearcats season, even though it didn't culminate in, you know, a, a playoff spot, uh, the Bengals, even though it didn't quite end as you wanted it to, just kind of the hope there, uh, was it just having sports back, just mm-hmm. being able to sit down and watch, you know, bubble basketball or hockey or you know empty stadium baseball or was it maybe a championship like you know what the crew was able to get let us know uh, on our social media at 30 rack of sports we move into columbus zach where uh you have the beer for our midpoint in this journey up to the north pole of ohio believe we're drinking uh, one of the Columbus classics when it comes to Christmas sales, Zach. Yeah, we're drinking the uh, Columbus Brewing Company, which we've done on here before. Uh, this is their Citra Noel Happy Holiday Ale. Um, never seen it before, um, but I was intrigued. Um, 
I don't know. What do you guys think on the? Uh... Yeah, this is one of the this kind of the standards up mm-hmm. in Columbus. I know living up there for a little while, you would you would see this around a lot. Columbus Brewing, obviously, huge presence in Columbus. I I remember uh, going to uh, a number of Columbus Clippers games and enjoying yeah. enjoying the uh, the Columbus Brewing. But this one, once again, another hoppy version of the mm-hmm. Holiday Ale, but I think really good. I think this one even more amplifies the hops. Based I was gonna on, say uh, what you get from dad. This has the that citra hops in it. Yeah, so the hops are a little, they're very bright up front. Uh, it gives you the tropical hit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were very up front and more, I don't know, established. Yeah, in this I would say this. Uh, this almost. <laughs> I don't know. This Tell almost, me about the tannins. <laughs> <laughs> this almost turns into more of like a like a citra IPA more than a Christmas ale in mm. taste. Yeah, I don't know if yeah they they base this off their their Citra IPA that they have at Columbus, but it's it's definitely got that hoppiness up front to it. I wasn't I was kind of expecting right. it to be more of a balanced, um, but more hitting, spices. But you pretty much yeah. just get all all hop, little spice. I'm a fan of the can. I do like the can. Um, I like hop Christmas tree. Yeah, I, I I the the beer itself. I like it. Tastes good. <laughs> Doesn't feel Christmassy to me though, or like holiday either. That's it's what I mean. Not thing. enough it's spice. Just, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, as a normal beer, but I almost feel more summery or something like that, or like an early spring. Yeah, like but, it's very bright and citrusy, yeah. um, and less spice. Um, not that it's yeah, not not it's that it's good. A bad it's beer. delicious. It's good. Um, it we all like hoppy beers. Christmas. Now, granted, they call it a holiday. It'll be even that. It doesn't. Right, the feeling. I mean, holiday. we'll talk about the Great Lakes Christmas mm-hmm. Ale here, and that's the one that's the. The well, benchmark. I, even that's not really your more traditional, but it's yeah, more yeah. the benchmark oh, for the you modern. Get, you get Christmas all the ale. spices in there, right? Though. Yeah. Um. So you want to offer something for everybody in the holiday season, though, and I think this is a good alternative to your classic. Oh yeah, because some people don't hoppier. like the spices at all, right? And so no, if you just want some hoppy, uh, more of the hoppiness and not a lot of that, you know, like we talked about the spices. Um, this is a nice pickup for you. Like I said, I, I like it. It just doesn't remind me of. It's, yeah, so it if you have, say, hey, I want Christmas, but I don't really want all the Christmas flavors, then yeah. uh, this is definitely the beer for you. Like I said, very drinkable. If someone, oh, yeah. if someone brought it, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm not steering away. I'm just... Mm-mm. Yeah, this one's You're maybe what, thinking December more than wow. you are Christmas. Yeah. Well, and this there one's 7.3%. Um, and on on uh, Untapped, it's listed as an American Red Ale. So another similarity to mm. Dad there being... And then Columbus says it's got the uh, mahogany color. They look very similar color-wise. Yeah, they if are very similar. If you set them next to each other, I wouldn't be able to pick one out. But And I will say, when I say the hops are like up front and bright on this one, you still have that malty like undertone base that you would with your other holiday yeah, ales, just not the spices, you get the, Greg. Normally get yeah. the spicy yeah. kind yeah. of malty flavor, and in this one it's just hop and then a little bit of malt, and then it's like maybe a twinge of... Christmassy, but it's mostly just like your your like hoppy red ale. Yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. much what I think. That's a very Which, good description. Not bad. I mean, that if is. Someone brought this to the oh, holiday yeah. party, small gathering. Oh yeah, this it's, would be a hit. It's great. And like I said, yeah, there. I think there are certain drinkers that would prefer this um, over your general. You know, like I said, don't like spices. If you don't like that, this is great. Um, I'm just a big fan of. I like yeah. the spices yeah, I, in mine. So. Yeah, if you like your uh, if you like your hoppiness, then you know yeah. this is a good way to go. And also, I like you said, it's seven point three percent. If you want something that'll give one. you a little bit of that Christmas punch, then uh, <laughs> that might be the way to go. <laughs> Got that uncle over there. Yeah. You really want to talk to, you know? As we make our way up seventy five past Columbus, moving through maybe Ashland or so right now, we get our six pack of stats here with a little. Christmas ale themed six pack of stats. Josh, How many lions dens have we you. passed at this point? Are we only up to four? Uh, three and a half. Well, I three think and a half. The, to correct you, we're on 71, so I think that'd be three and a half lions den. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And two yeah, outlet. You did malls. say seven. What did you say? 75? Yeah, you said 75. 74. I apologize. <laughs> you said 74. That's even the wrong way. All right. Uh, well, yeah, we've got a six pack of stats on one Christmas ale that we're not doing because it's the. Ohio Classic Christmas Ale. It just wouldn't be fair to include it in the competition. I mean, it'd run away. It would. Yeah, it'd be a runaway, and we're about to learn why. But we'd be remiss if we did not discuss Great Lakes Brewing Company's Christmas Ale. 
the granddaddy of all Christmas ales, the one that started the Christmas ale tradition in Ohio. And before we get to Greg's Cleveland beers, we will talk about this classic Christmas ale from Cleveland's Great Lakes Brewing Company with our first stat. 100. Starting at 100. 100. 100. 100. 100. Guys, that's how many tons of honey are used each year to brew Great Lakes Christmas Ale. 100, 100 tons. tons 200,000 pounds of honey. Save the bees. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that is per, uh, this is per uh, David Nilsson of davidnilsonbeer.com no, and porchdrinking.com. <laughs> porch it's also per Great Lakes Brewing Company's <laughs> fact sheet. They have a factoid sheet on Christmas oh, Ale. Nice. Um, Pat Conway, one of the co-founders, uh, he said uh, that someone said they could save $100,000 on honey if they just used uh, corn syrup instead. But no, no, said, no. That's no. not the way they do things yeah. at Great Lakes. Uh, from 100, we go down to our second stat. One. Uno. Uno. One. This beer is number one. It is number one. And uh, at Great Lakes, it uh, basically is number one because there is only one other beer that Great Lakes sells more of in a calendar year. And that is their flagship Dortmunder Gold Lager. Mm. That is the only one that really? sells more than Christmas ale. Yeah, not even Nosferatu. Not even Nosferatu. <laughs> a good one. A good one at no, that. Yeah, I like all those. I wouldn't pick that. I would uh, pick like Burning River or something. The twenty-five over twenty-five thousand barrels produced each year of uh, Christmas ale are a sixth of the total production for Great Lakes Brewing. If Whoa. they only produced Christmas ale, they would still be one of the top five largest breweries in Ohio. Really? Just off of their production of Christmas wow. ale. Only one other beer sells more. Whoa. Going up to number five. Five is our next stat. Number five. Uh, at their first pour event, which they usually have the last week of October, that's how early they start this Christmas sale. They do a first mm. pour event at the Seems brewery. Seems late to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and at that July. event, a pint of Christmas ale is poured every five seconds from open to close. That's over 70 kegs. Jeez. Over 8,000 pints, almost 8,000 pints in Eight. one day. Look, that'll get you going. 8,000 pints of beer Christmas will get Why you going. Why are we not getting invited to this? We could do a live show. Uh, we got to go up there. I mean, Ohio all City. Our listeners, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're, I mean, that must be a big day <laughs> uh, for Ohio City and yeah. uh, that brew pub right there because they are pouring a pint of this every five Damn. seconds at their first Crazy. pour event. 3.5. 3.5. That's three and a half. Tree fitty. <laughs> Tree fitty. Uh, three and a half tons. <laughs> three and a half tons of ginger and cinnamon. Wow. That's each. Three and a half tons each. Are you cinnamon? Cinnamon. 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 Three and a half tons of ginger and cinnamon each used each year for Christmas ale. Mm. Each. All right. So I've really thought about this. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> think about this. Think about Thanks, the numbers guy over think here. Think about the logistics of requiring uh, of acquiring a hundred tons of honey, oh, three yeah. and a half tons of ginger, and three and a half tons of cinnamon, and then brewing all of that with your regular lineup. Gotta know a guy. You gotta. <laughs> yeah. know, you gotta. You know got a, a honey guy. Guys. I know a guy. I got a cinnamon guy. <laughs> Our next stat. Whoa. Six. Six pack. That's almost seven, but slightly more than yeah. five. Almost. Yeah. I guess you're Good right. Good job, there. engineer. Yeah. Uh, six. Uh, six World Beer Championship medals. That's how many medals the uh, Great Lakes Brewing Christmas Ale has won at wow. the World Beer Competitions, Golds and Silvers. Golds and Silvers. I mean, should only be Golds. That does not include the 2017 Gold at the Beverage Tasting Institute. Oh, wow. So. It's ah, yeah, world so renowned. World renowned. There's a beverage tasting institute, and we haven't been invited. <laughs> I know. What the I, hell? Why are we not working for them? My palate is cleansed. <laughs> Do it. Our final stat 28. 28. 28. How much uh, Texas AM lost to uh, Alabama by? Oh! <laughs> 28 years. It's been 28 years since the Christmas ale. From really? Great Lakes Brewing was first released in 1992. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. So I didn't know. I didn't about, know all this stuff was around for that. Though. When we talk about the tradition of the Christmas ale in Ohio, I mean, we're talking about tradition here. Oh yeah. I mean, they've been doing it for a long. time. They've been time. doing it as long as I've been on this earth, almost. There's even. I mean, there's. That's a long time. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm 28, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> about to be 29, fair. But there's. <laughs> There is a little bit of folklore even about if they stood if the original recipe was too high of a uh, alcohol content and that no they changed thing. it at some point. Really, the brewery holds holds steadfast that that is not true and that they still use the original recipe that they used in 1992. Look, uh, let's be completely clear: no such thing as too high of alcohol. Never on Never. David Nilsson's SportsDrinking.com article, he talks about a quote from uh, Ohio Craft Brewing Director. Mary McDonald, and she says, acquiring Great, acquiring Great Lake Christmas Ale was something of a challenge at one time. She remembers uh, her parents and I were out running errands one day. Years ago, they saw a distributor's truck uh, with a Great Lakes graphic on it, so they pulled into this like little gas station. <laughs> they claimed two six-packs. Uh, the cashier took one. The guy behind her took one, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the last one, and the truck had delivered the Great Lakes Christmas Ale, and it had sold out. Oh wow! Five minutes before the truck even pulled out of the parking lot. <laughs> so that's what uh, that's what a hot commodity oh, this it is. beer is, and I mean it did create this tradition of Christmas sales mm-hmm. in Ohio. I mean, any family's Christmas party, if you're beer drinkers, you're probably going to have either that beer, one of the four beers we're trying here, some sort of Christmas ale from oh, the yeah. Ohio brewery. I mean, it's just tradition they created in the 1992. And guys, that is our holiday. Six pack of stats. That was one hundred. That's hundred. Hundred. That's a hundred. 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 We keep a hundred. Guys, we're up in Cleveland. We're up to the North Pole of Ohio, and a little surprise for you guys. Got a twofer of beers for you. Twofer. Our first twofer. one, a little Holiday Twelve from our friends at Platform Brewing, which I know we've done before. But first off, we have their Christmas ale. The South Pole Elf Christmas Ale. It is a Christmas ale with natural flavors of cookies, spice, Whoa. and all wow. things nice. Delicious. Uh, That's worked, a Christmas ale. We've worked our way up not only in uh, where we are in Ohio, from Cincinnati to Columbus to Cleveland. We've also worked up in uh, our alcohol content going from... What was it? Six point eight. Yeah, to seven point three. Yeah, six to seven point three to now. Eight percent on the Ooh. South Pole Elf. Oh boy! So, oh buddy, we have that, and then we also have our Yule Jude, which we will get into later. Uh, this holiday twelve pack comes with six of the South Pole Elf Christmas ales and six of the Yule Jude uh, holiday IPAs. So, this one. A little bit darker than the other ones, but yeah. definitely packs a punch um, as far as Christmas flavor. Yeah, this one, those first two that we had, Dad, a little bit of a twist on the traditional one, Citra right. Noel, kind of a, a big hoppy twist on yeah. the original. This one's... It's a Christmas yeah, ale. You know it as soon as you drink Christmas it. Ale. Uh, yeah, it's got that ginger spice in there. It's mm-hmm. got all those cookie components of it. Uh, very dark, 8%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say... Not a bad time. No. In the the other ones, you get more of the hoppy IPA kind of taste. In this one, you just get that heavy Christmas ale. You can tell it's 8% when you take your first step. (laughs) You can. Yeah, they didn't didn't try to do a twist. They kind of just went right at... um, I don't think craft breweries compete necessarily like you think. It's more of a community, but they kind of went right at, obviously, their um, Great Lakes Brewing Christmas ale. They they took their own shot at it. like I said, it, it tastes. It's a Christmas ale. Yeah, you get. It's got that malty base to it, and uh-huh. then you get the good, the the ginger, cinnamon, the nut. There's some nutmeg in there too, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's I think what it's, it's about. I think it's it one is. of those oh, things yeah. where it's like, look, this this stuff works. We're gonna do our own style. I think it's maybe even a little bit heavier than what you might find for the Great Lakes. Yeah. But I think it's still really good. You it's you get a good. lot of the same. Uh, flavor this, notes that you might get, you know, in the Great Lakes Christmas ale, but man, it's heavy. But man, it's, that's it's what full I want. Flavor and really good. That's yeah. what I want. This is one of those. It'll it'll warm you up. Yeah. As well as uh, it's Christmas in your mouth, goddamn it, and it tastes like that. That's yeah. what I feel like. Um, <laughs> it'll soothe. It'll it'll uh, it'll soothe it you, soothe your senses, get yeah. you through the holidays, and uh, really enhance. They your packed a little palette. punch in there too for Christmas. 
Low yeah, eight percent instead of a that nephew or or you know child or whatever wants to go out and sled and you want to get a little, nice little base before you get, have to just, stand out in the cold just a for base. I just want to get a base I will, just before just, an hour of sledding. <laughs> I will say it it sums it up perfectly on the can, which I love the traditional platform can, but with mm. some holiday uh, lights hanging yeah. from it. Uh, it's a Christmas ale with natural flavors, notes of cookies. Spice and all things nice, and I think that well blended notes of all those things nice are what makes very this much. a very, very good uh, Christmas ale. And I was gonna say I was gonna give it to Dad, but this is uh, a this, uh, uh, whoa, this whoa, 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 we'll get to that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Boy, we will get to that. But guys, I will say three great Christmas ales that we're <laughs> enjoying. But this one, the South Pole Elf. Uh, a little bit heavier, a little bit on the uh, the punch-in-the-gut Christmas side, oh, but yeah. it, flavorful. Now, they, I think they've done a good thing here at Platform, offering a holiday, what is it called, a Holiday 12? Holiday 12. So you get six of these uh, South Pole Elves, but then you also get the Yule Judes, which is more like what we just had. Yeah. But it, it leans a little heavier into the IPA. It's the Yule Jude. And it's a hazy IPA, so it leans way more into the IPA side of things. Uh, we'll crack one open here and yeah, do our do our two for do our due diligence and everything. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. I just felt comparison's sake, we gotta stick with the Christmas. Right, one. that one's the more Christmas Whoa. traditional one. Love that you can smell it right. Yeah, this yeah. one yeah. is uh, this one is the more hoppy IPA, sitting only at six percent, but. You get the full flavor in that one. Whoa. That one certainly has more of the IPA with the winter spice. What, I think this one, as far as, you know, it's kind of, we talk about the first two that we did, Rheingeist Dad and Columbus Citra Noel, they had the hoppiness to them. I think what's interesting about the Yule Jude is it is a hazy New England-style mm -hmm. IPA. It's true. It is an actual IPA. But they also do winter spices in here. So this beer has oh blood God. orange in it. Love but it. it also has cinnamon in it. In blood orange and cinnamon, you normally wouldn't be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Oh, yeah. But yeah. This is, uh, this doesn't count. This was the best one of the day, though. We'll talk about the Christmas. No, they didn't. We're not throwing that in there. But um, as an IPA lover, as myself, wow. Everything about an IPA you could like, ones that have some tanginess, hoppiness. Yeah, this is your spices. this is your citra IPA that yeah. they just sprinkle in a little bit of Christmas into it. It's yeah, wow. you can when you like when you take a smell of it, you can kind of smell the tropical right. notes, but you also smell that cinnamon in there. This is very much. I hate to go away from Ohio, but one of my non-Ohio favorite crapperies is Sierra Nevada. Loved it, lived in Chico for a couple of years. I'm just big saying, Cali, bro, yeah, big yeah. Cali, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. No, but this is very, very much within like what you kind of find out in a lot of what Sierra Nevada does with their IPAs. It's very, very drinkable, crisp. Even smooth for an IPA, kind of. Um, well, and this uses the uh, they killed it. same hops, uh, one of the same hop varieties as Rheingeist Dad. It uses that Michigan Chinook hops. Um, this also has Simcoe in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then a lot of different, lot of different malts in there, uh, some oats in there. But yeah, I just think it's so interesting. You can see it right on the can at the bottom here, blood orange and cinnamon. I like and that. I just that's such a uh, a bold move I would say from platform, but the payoff is fantastic. Wow. Bold ideas from Cleveland, you know it's <laughs> yeah, happening. Yeah, right. Good job, Greg. I found a new holiday. That's my holiday beer. Now I'm being serious. I love that's um normally I buy like I said I buy that Sierra Nevada holiday. Which if you ever had that, try that. That's good. But this is another level. They did a fantastic so got job. A good twofer here from Platform. Yeah, they came out and swinging. If you, yeah, I would highly recommend the Holiday Twelve because we've talked about your classic traditional Christmas sales today and your hoppier ones. This is the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. I dare once, I dare someone out there to mix them and tell me what it's like. Oish. <laughs> about you wanna that, you want to threaten me with a good time over here? <laughs> wow. But uh, be sure to check out once again all of these. Amazing Christmas ales. Once again, I'd take any of them mm -hmm. over any other state's Christmas ales. Ohio, the capital of Christmas and Christmas ale. Who you got, guys? We're you talking got? these wonderful Christmas beers that we've had. And first off, we want to get out in front and say, 
all four just awesome beers. Of course, couldn't include Great Lakes because it would just run away with the competition. But four awesome beers. I think we're all in agreement. If someone handed us one of these beers, we'd say, no, thank you. I'd, I'd like two of these beers. Definitely. Or all of these beers. Definitely. They're all, so, they're all uh, good ones for your holiday season. Oh, yeah. Big time for the holiday season, but uh, we've got to be got to be men of integrity right now, yep. which is different for some of us. Stick but, to the uh, 30 rack ways. Difficult for a few of us. Difficult but. for a few of us being being men of integrity, but hey, we've, we've got to do Kelly's it. Kelly's not here. Oh, yikes. All right. So in that vein. I look we'll, up to him and his lack of integrity. It's just <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and he makes millions. Look, if someone wants to pay us millions to that's what I mean with non-integrity, then please. We can be bought. Let's not hate him. We can be bought. <laughs> that's all I have to say. I'll hate him, but what I won't hate is these beers. No, there you go. We've got our choice of the best can right now. Is yeah, that what we're we doing? have yeah, our right. best can. Uh, we have our four beers. Of course, we have uh, the Brian Geist Dad, Columbus Brewing Citra Noel. And then I believe we're, we're taking out the uh, Yule... Yule Jude, so it's just Citra Noel and then uh, South Pole Elf from Platform. So, uh, Josh, we'll start with you. I know, actually, Zach, we'll start with you. Best First, can? Best can. Best what, can. What are you taking? Um, it was difficult. It was down to dad because I always like the Ryan guys' cans. I just like the way they do them. They got the nice plaid. It's always a clean can. Uh, best logo, Ryan guys. But going to go Columbus, the Citra Noel. I like the um, the hop tree as a Christmas tree. It's just very Christmassy. It's more in your face, kind of, but still clean. Um, I'm going Columbus Brewing, Citra Noel for best can. Uh, so, Citra Noel with one vote. Uh, I'm actually going to go to your first comment. I'm going to go back to Dad. Uh, I mean, the plaid, just a great pattern, and then also what, what sells it to me? High beer. I'm Dad. Like I just yeah. I can't get over that. Yeah, fair. That gets my vote. So uh, one one vote for Citra Noel, one vote for Dad. Josh, who who are you giving the crown to? If we're going at just off the look of the can here, uh, they're both they're all amazing cans. Platform sticks a little true uh, to its branding. Yeah. It's a little bit of fun though with the, yeah with, the, with lights. the lights. I do like the lights on it. All yeah, of them have, yeah, have yeah. great designs. We're yeah, not saying that they're all great. Um, but I do have to give it to Dad. That can <laughs> lack of integrity over here. Lack There's some money exchanged. No, I get it. <laughs> Just jump on a plane. Don't come back to the dinner table. I do love. <laughs> I do love the hop. I'm surprised I haven't seen that like on any other can. Oh yeah. I, that, I oh, think yeah. that's the only can I've seen that on is like a hop Christmas tree. I haven't seen that anywhere else. But the dad one with the plaid and everything. And but the does red, it the red scream and green. Christmas though? Red and green plaid. I mean, yeah. And I like it, but it doesn't scream Christmas. It has a Christmas tree. It's got the snowflakes. I'm sorry, Columbus Branch ride. High beer. You I'm know, mad. this is uh, men of integrity went right down the drain here's, real here's quick. Here's where I see it as is that. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's a branding. No, me no, it's fun. It's you've a branding thing. If you you've go, met me before. if you look at Ryan Geist and what they're able to do with the dad brand, it's way more expansive than what you can do with Citroen. Not that that's not a beautiful wow. can, the and that idea is great. Citroen, it's, it's just based heck, on no. the can design, sir. I. I know. I You're like every that. Cincinnati city councilman. You took a lot of money, and Whoa. we know it's not on the up and up. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess I'm dad won best can. I'm not going to debate you there. But. Speaking of things that go a little bit below board, uh, <laughs> maybe South Pole Elf might get a vote here on, on this end. Uh, we're talking best beer. So we have dad, South Pole Elf, Citra Noel. Uh, we'll start with you this time, Josh. What is your favorite reason for the season? Your favorite beer? Your favorite Christmas ale? I've heard you each say it, so I know I can speak for all of us in saying that. I think Dad was the favorite coming into the show. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to have to give it to Platform's South Elf. Uh, I think that achieves what uh, a Christmas ale is the best. I think it showcases... Um, all the different blends of a traditional Christmas ale, um, the best. While Dad is a unique mix of both the spiced ale and, you know, your hoppy or red ale, as is Citra Noel, I think uh, South Pole Elf from Platform, that encompasses what a Christmas ale is. So I think I'm going to have to give it to them. Uh, Zach, who are you taking on this? Hardcore second on that one. 
Yeah, it just screamed right away. This is what um, a Christmas ale is. As soon as you taste it, it feels like Christmas. You feel good inside and happy. Um, they killed it. Like I said, the other two, I love Dad. I drink Dad all the time during this time of year. I always pick that up. Um, never had the Citroen Noel. Really enjoyed that as well. But they don't scream Christmas. This, this, this is what you expect when you get a Christmas sale. Yeah. Craig? Uh, so... I once again want to say, you know, Dad, I've already gone through a couple six packs of Dad this mm-hmm. this, right. this winter. Same here, yeah. So, so a beer that I really like, uh, of course, did bring the platform beer, so could pick that. But uh, since my vote doesn't really count in this in this instance, considering it's already two to nothing, I'll throw it at Citra Noel. I'm a big uh, Citra IPA fan. It's a beer that I've never had before. Uh, I've heard about it a lot. And I really enjoyed it, and it's something, it's one of the beers that I'm really excited to try to find and, you know, have for the Christmas season, because I love a good Citra IPA. It's not too overbearing. Got some nice Christmas notes. That's where my vote's going. And I will say the one thing that Columbus Brewing Citra Noel achieves in is it can sometimes be hard to bring a Christmas ale to your folks or your holiday gathering or what have you. But that one with, like you said, Greg, the Citra Hops, those are, you know, a very common hop. Gives that tropical notes to your beer and everything. And that's drinking someone, a beer in Florida, baby. yeah, that's something that's that a everybody, good Florida, right? Christmas everybody can beer, get yeah. behind that. Um, so yeah. they do achieve that very well. But if we're talking Christmas ales, I gotta get they, it to you platform. gotta go platform. And you yeah, that's to, to the Cleveland Brewery. I mean, it's where it all very started. Very much like Greg, I've been through several six packs of the Dad. I love that. But yeah, the Citroen Oil was surprising. I don't want to knock it. I feel like we kind of like. Eh. Not at all. I think, um, like I said, for anybody who's maybe not a big craft beer person or doesn't like, you know, the spices especially. Yeah, I was going to say craft beer, it's still got that happiness. No, it does. It very much has that happiness. If you're looking for Miller Lite, then... No, yeah, well, geez, no offense. We're not going to have anything on this show for someone looking for... (laughs) Like my dad, he doesn't drink anything but Miller Lite. But no, I mean, that's, I think, the most drinkable of the three, the Citroen Noel, in a good way. Yeah, it's yes. very. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those more sipping beers where I feel like these beers I can only have in December. Citroen Noel, I feel like I could have you know all year round, September through March. Oh yeah, Dad's the one that's like a mix. So if you're into one or the other, yeah. you can really lean into Dad. But Citroen Noel's the one that you could bring to your very casual drinkers. And exactly, it's still gonna be a hit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but all three great, and even and, this and Yule the bonus, Jude, yeah, great. the bonus, the Yule Jude, that one is that's my top one, honestly. That if one, you're into, if you're into IPAs and holiday beers, and if you're looking for something out there a little different, that yeah. one's spectacular. But, but I think, uh, you know, these. the last last word we have before we move on to our cheers, uh, any of these four beers, if you find, I mean, they have the 30 rack stamp of approval all oh, the way great. around, yeah. uh, would enjoy any of these. Uh, you know, sometimes when you're going to a, a family gathering, you're like, what kind of beer are they going to have? Are they going to have some weird Christmas ale? Are we just going to be drinking, you know, MGD 64? If <laughs> if these, if any of these four beers appear, you know, hey, there's a there's a beacon of hope for Christmas. I'll, I'll make it through the season. And it's, uh, you know, one of these beers from Brian Geist, Columbus, or Platform Brewing for Christmas. Alrighty, well, thank you so much for um, sticking with us through this Christmas episode. Um, we're getting into our cheers here to end the show. Uh, first off, I think all three of us would like to give uh, one quick cheers to the listeners. Thank you so much Definitely. for staying Absolutely. staying with us, uh, listening to our episodes, especially during this Christmas time. Uh, you know, things were difficult during a break, but uh, you know, this is a show that brings all three of us a lot of joy. Yep. You know, during the Christmas season, during all season, just a couple guys that, you know, get a chance to drink some beer and talk some sports. So thank you so much for that. Um, any other cheers before this Christmas season, Josh? Yeah, I'll just echo what you said, Greg. I mean, this show is just fun to do with you guys. It's time where the three of us can get together, drink some beers, talk some sports. And if you've been doing that with us along the way of 2020 and waiting out the breaks and sticking with us, we so appreciate that. Definitely. Um, Want to give a final shout out to Ryan Geist and Dad. Shout out to my dad and all the great sports uh, moments uh, that we've uh, captured in 2020. Even though there haven't been a lot, 
Um, and then I do want to give a shout out to uh, someone sitting here that's about to a be future a dad, brand new dad. Shout out to our uh, co-host Zach for Thank you. going to be yeah. a brand new dad in the brand new year. Here no, very quickly. I appreciate so, it. Congratulations, Zach. Thank you, guys. No, yeah, and I would like to shout out. Ditto everything, and then obviously you guys. It's a joy to do. you guys. I've had a lot going on this year. You guys have been really workable and everything, and I appreciate that. And obviously, be a little absent after the first of the year for a little bit, but I'll be back soon enough. Um, but yeah, I want to thank you guys. It's a blast doing it with you. Make it fun. Um, and you know, and I also want to uh, shout out, like I said, ditto that. But even a lot of the breweries this year, all the breweries we oh, talked yeah. about, the Craft Brewery Association of Ohio has done a lot. Uh, for their communities, and um, I think they, I think there's sometimes a little bit of a weird view of breweries, but you know the craft brewery community is just so get back to their communities, do so much. I think for most of them, with their employees and things, took care of as well. Right. Um, so I want to shout them out, fans, you guys, um, yeah, and my dad, and who's soon to be a grandpa. So, yep, yeah. Ch 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 change it. <laughs> All right, so we don't get so we don't get Josh to sing anymore. Uh, just to to jump on that, uh, cheers. Also, cheers and you know Zach. Uh, things have been interesting for him, obviously being a new dad. So you know it's nice to to have him around and uh, have some some kind extra of the, of the group interesting right? opinions. <laughs> the, yeah, the old man yelling at the cloud for this group. <laughs> so nice to have him. Um, also, want to shout out. I mean, both parts of our podcast. First off, Ohio sports. You know, during a difficult time where a lot of us have you know had some ups and some downs, having just the joy of Ohio sports, whether it's just being able to throw on a Reds or an Indians game, yeah, or you know an Ohio State or a UC game, and just be able to get mad about something that doesn't really matter and just enjoy yourself has been a joy. And then also shout out to, you know, the the microbreweries of Ohio. I know a lot of times, especially during quarantine and whatnot, I spent some days alone and, you know, it was nice to have at least a nice beer on my side. So thank you so much to, you know, especially Columbus Brewing Platform, Ryan guys, but you know, all the breweries yeah. across Ohio because they really make a difference, whether it's maybe just helping you to have one decent night during a, a, yeah. a tough a tough year or just giving back to the community or just anything that you do for the rest of Ohio. So definitely a big help there. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Cheers to all the Ohio breweries, Ohio sports, uh, our Ohio listeners. Ohio in general. Yeah, I mean, pull through. And I think uh, we've got better days to look forward to in 2021 yeah we've yes, got we've we got a bigger and better 30 rack of sports to look forward to in 2021 um maybe some changes early but we'll get back to giving you all of the takes all of the news all of the sports and beer in ohio in 2021 thank you so much for listening to the christmas edition of 30 rack of sports peace